0: Applause for the insult of Kalkaska. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there were shots fired in that video. I'm. I gotta cool off a little bit. I'm not sure how to handle that. But uh, we are. Uh, we are starting a new series uh, this morning on on baptism, and we're actually going to spend five weeks on it. Five weeks on baptism. And I know it's like, I know what baptism is, and I've been baptized, and and all that but i really have had this on my heart this series um, uh, for a long time very concerned about very concerned about baptism and its place within our discipleship of who we are as children of god Uh, i grew up in a christian church church of christ Uh, i learned from a very early age uh, about baptism i saw my brother baptized and it wasn't much longer uh, that i was like hey mom and dad I want to be baptized I want to follow my brother and it was conversations in my home with my parents about the need for it and why to be baptized and maybe your story is similar to mine that you grew up in a home uh, a home where you were taught about baptism and being immersed being submerged into the water and coming out and uh, you have on your mind in your heart Acts 2:38, 38 or you know Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, and here's water, why not be baptized? And uh, you can tell the stories and maybe walk people through it. But maybe you're also like me, and sometimes you forget about your baptism. Or maybe it was just this thing that, that happens, that we call it an outward sign of an inner expression of what we believe. I'd ask you to show me the scripture verse that says that. So I don't mean to challenge, I don't mean to poke and prod, but for me, growing up, the message was you need to get wet because Jesus got wet. You just need to follow him and be baptized because that's what he did. And this sermon series is maybe to push back on just... Do we just follow Jesus because he got wet and he was baptized? Or is there something more going on in our baptisms? Is there something that affects a change in who we are and how we identify ourselves because we've been baptized? And I know all the arguments, or not all the arguments, but I know the arguments are that once we start saying that it's a requirement, then we start bordering on this sort of well, is that a works-righteous thing? Is this essential for salvation? We can walk into all kinds of messes and, you know, I'm okay with that. But the most important thing to me is, is that we would leave this series understanding a little more fully what the Bible is actually teaching us about baptism about what it means to be a follower of Christ and enter into the water and come out new life in Christ. What it means to have Christ and His Spirit living in us. What it means to share with Jesus in His death, burial, and resurrection. What it means for us to be these children of God who walk faithfully with Him. And to remember our baptism is to remember this moment when we decided that Jesus is Lord and King and the Savior of the world. And I want to enter into Him, and I want to listen to exactly how He says that transpires. I want to listen to God's Word and what it tells us about what baptism is. So it's going to take me five weeks to do that. Maybe 20 weeks after that, I don't know. But I have five weeks planned to talk about what it means to join Jesus in His mission, to join Jesus in the body of Christ, to join Jesus in the salvation that he gives us, to join Jesus in his life and ministry and what it means for us to be a community of people centered on Christ. And so we'll start where it's an easy place to start, Matthew chapter 3. And it's a familiar story to us. John the Baptist was out... Baptizing Israelites. And he's calling them to repentance because the kingdom of God is near. And so I have this one simple question. I think we can all agree, I don't think I need to convince you of this, but we can all agree that Jesus is not sinful. Jesus is not a sinner in needing saved for baptism. So why is Jesus baptized? What is it that he hears from John that says, yeah, I'm going to get in on that? What is it that Jesus hears from John the Baptist and he says, you know what, I need to be baptized? And I think the simple answer for us on the, on the surface level has always been, well, Jesus is just setting the example for us to follow. I'd like to li- dig a little deeper. Why is Jesus baptized by John and he insists on it? John recognizes what's going on. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got this thing flipped around here, boss. Why is Jesus baptized by John? Matthew chapter 3. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is... He who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes, they were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think that you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is ready at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And Jesus came from Galilee to, jo- to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? And Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. At the onset, we need to simply just trust that Jesus knew what he was doing. I need to be baptized by you. Jesus has a sense of this is something that God is leading me towards. But then what else is going on? Why is God so well pleased in Jesus being baptized? What's John the Baptist's message? What's he telling everybody to do? Repent for the kingdom of god is at hand for the kingdom of heaven is near john is preaching a message and saying listen up israelites something is happening and we need to turn our attention towards god we need to wake up and realize that god is up to something good and we need to respond and repent and turn back to uh, turn back to him Now, John, he's calling out the sinfulness, and he's saying, You have lived sinful lives. He's throwing out great compliments like, You brood of vipers. You know, not the nice, you don't see that on the Hallmark greeting cards, do you? He's saying to them, We need to respond to what God is up to. So we need to repent and turn towards God. And so people were coming in uh, by the thousands, hundreds and thousands, and saying, Let's go and be baptized by John. Let's turn our attention back towards God because of this message. Repent, the kingdom of God is near. Something is happening. And so here's my contention and my just simple point. What is the message that Jesus preaches? What does Matthew 4:17 tell us? But from that time on Jesus began preaching Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. And here's my thought. Jesus was baptized to join the mission of the kingdom of God. He was becoming a part of this mission, of God's grand vision to recapture the world and restore it from its brokenness and hurt. I see Jesus joining along. This sort of mission, and it becomes his mission. Immediately after Jesus is baptized, we see that he goes into the wilderness, and he's tempted, and he's uh, you know he's at his weakest, and he's being tempted, and the Lord comes and he cares for him, and then Jesus's ministry takes off, and from then on, Jesus is going to be in contention with people who are trying to get him to live his life before he prioritized the kingdom of God. People, hear me on that, are trying to get him away from this new priority in his life. This new priority is going to be the kingdom. And there will be people that are like, whoa, 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 who are you? And we look at the sort of tension that happens in Nazareth. And people are like, well, we know who his mom and dad are, and who's this guy? We know where you come from. And here's the deal. When we join the mission of God and we join the pursuit of prioritizing the kingdom of God, there will be always people reminding us of our brokenness before Jesus has forgiven us. And there will always be people who will remind us that we come from podunk Podunk towns called Kalkaskins. And we have no business living in prestigious Etna Green, Indiana. We have two stoplights, thank you very much. I'm still a little sour about this. I'll try and get over it. But do you hear me on that? Of just who we are in Christ and the mission that we now get to be a part of is the very thing that I think Jesus is baptized for, to say the mission now and the priorities now are going to center for me on being a pursuer and seeker of the kingdom of God. That he is going to herald it over and over again. He's going to announce that there is something new breaking into this world and this hope that we all need to have. And people keep reminding him, you come from Nazareth. You come from this place. And who are you to say that you are the Messiah and you are the Christ? And so Jesus, he doesn't need to repent from sin, but he needs to repent and turn from social structures, his family, who he was, to now what he has before him. He's turning from a sort of old life, not filled with sin, but a life where things centered on family, That was everything in the ancient world, and I think it still is today. You know, I don't know if my parents knew what they were doing when they were raising their kids, because I don't know what I'm doing raising my kids. But they asked me to be faithful to Christ, and they modeled it for me every day. And they are good people, and I love them so dearly. And I don't know... If they knew that their son was going to live five hours away and raise their grandkids, and now bring a grand dog into the world, my mom is smitten. I don't know. Uh, we got a golden doodle this week. Uh, we're officially, I think, can be a part of Etna Green. We have a dog. Uh, I forget where I'm going out with this. Oh yeah. Uh, But they taught us to be faithful and they have a son who lives in New York and they have a son who lives down here and we're trying to do the best we can to love and pursue and seek God. And they modeled for us a new priority. The chief priority is not that we would have the comforts of family but that we would pursue Christ as our Lord and our King. And it comes with a lot of inconveniences and I tell you what, I've asked God to really help me uh, I don't know what's going on with the AC and it's driving me crazy. We're dying here. I'll wrap it up. Here it is. Um, Mom, love me. What's going on, Wendy? Help me out here. This never happens to our guests. Um, The... uh, Priority of our life, priority of our life is to be this kingdom and our King. And Jesus, He's going to be run into some traffic, and people are going to say, you know, your mom and your dad are here to, are, are they're here to talk to you. Your, your mom and your brothers, they're, they're right outside the gate. They want to talk to you. And Jesus, He says, there's a new family now. My family are those who do the will of God. This is my family. You are my family. My mom and my dad are too, but because they're in Christ too. Baptism is an invitation for salvation to join the body of Christ, to be a community of believers, to enjoy new life, and we will cover those. But at the onset, I want you to know that baptism is also this mission. Joining with Jesus in his mission for the world to announce and proclaim that the kingdom of God is here and it's available to all of us. The point of this series is to remember your baptism. To remember this moment that you decided in your life that I'm going to make Jesus the priority. I'm going to make his mission and his purposes my priority. Now, you may have been young like me. I think I was 9 or 10. I don't think I had it all figured out then like I do now. But I've been learning and I've been growing and I remember that I have this moment in my life where I knew I had this conviction in my heart that said, this is the one I want to follow. And I didn't know what it would bring, but we can trust and know that it puts us on this mission forward of saying, my life is about pursuing this king and his kingdom. And so asking you to recall your baptism isn't to ask you to recall everything that you knew then, but to look at who you are now and saying, am I joining with, the Je- uh, with Jesus' movement now? Am I joining in his mission? Am I joining with him in the pursuit and prioritization of God's kingdom with my life? Do you remember your baptism? Every week I'm going to ask you that. And every week it's going to have a little different angle, but I hope that we will have all of these dimensions of what this was. And it wasn't just following Jesus' example, though that's good. It's joining Him. It's belonging. It's getting this deep sense of knowing this wasn't just some expression of something that just as the Spirit descends on Christ, the same Spirit is filling us and empowering us and helping us every step of the way. Every step of the way, this is not my human effort, but it is Christ's power and Christ's Spirit in me. Just as Christ needed the Spirit in the wilderness, we need the Spirit every day living our lives out in contentions with two kingdoms. The kingdoms of this world and the kingdom of Christ are in battle with one another and I need every bit of the comfort of the Spirit of Christ to say, it's okay that you're not right near your mama. It's okay. Because my family is here and the family is united in the Spirit and I can get a little bit of strength and comfort in the work that's set before my feet to keep pursuing Christ and His love. And this is true for every one of us who are empowered by the Holy Spirit in our lives. And it is this gift, it's this gracious gift to us to say, you are my family, you are my children, you belong to me. Have my spirit. Be comforted and be given strength to pursue this mission with your life. Do you remember your baptism? Do you remember joining this Jesus movement and saying, I want to pursue him. I want to be a part of his kingdom. I want his mission to be my mission. It's no longer about me, it's about him. Friends, do you remember? your baptism. Let's go to our Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you. We, We cherish you for the gift of life and hope and mercy and love. And God, I ask that you would bless this sermon series with your presence and your love and fill it with your word. God, we see Jesus entering into the baptism waters and rising up as one whom you are pleased with and give your spirit. God, if we could just get a sense of that this morning, that you are pleased with us and call us children of your own and fill us with your spirit to go and pursue you, pursue your kingdom in this world. God, let us remember our baptism. God, we love you and we praise you. And it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. All of this series is intended to help us have a really great picnic together. On the last week of August, the last Sunday of August, we're going to have a church picnic. We're going to have it at the Boyer and Stichter compound over in Bourbon. And there's a couple of pools there and I hope that throughout this series as you learn and are encouraged that if you've never been baptized that maybe we could cannonball in and take care of that. You don't have to cannonball. That's the only way I go into a pool. But whatever you guys do is fine. But throughout it, if it's you haven't made that that you don't have a baptism to remember. Well, certainly this series is pointing us towards solving that. But I hope it's for every single one of us to respond in discipleship. Say, where am I going? And what is it that I did at that new birth and new life that I have in Christ? There is a response to make, a conviction and a road to walk down, Will we keep Christ at the center of our lives? Let's stand and sing.